We have to realize that we have between 12,000 and 50,000 thoughts a day. And 70% of those thoughts are negative. If we are able to control our thoughts, then we are able to control our destiny. I think this is an exciting time where, where people are reinventing themselves and the opportunity to really create your own destiny is happening now. Elon Musk said, if you're not failing, you're not innovating. If you fall, fall forward. The key is the opportunity is bigger than it's ever been. I think in the next 10 years, we're going to see a hundred companies that are now in basements being developed that will change the world. The future is going to be incredible. Those are the sage words of Craig P. Stone. Craig has had an illustrious professional career, spanning roles in investment banking, real estate development, leading multiple companies, performance coaching, and even movie and TV production. He understands as well as anyone what it takes to succeed in the complex and rapidly changing world of business. In this conversation, Craig offers timeless concepts and specific ideas that can help anyone to get ahead in their career and in their life. I'm honored and grateful to feature today the wisdom and insights of Craig P. Stone. Welcome to Changing Lives, Selling Knives. I'm your host, Dan Cassetta. There's a generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders out there right now who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills that they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from Cutco's most prominent alumni and current leaders. On this show, you'll meet successful entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, superstar business executives, and transformational leaders from many walks of life. All our guests will have two things in common. One, they're all changing lives today through their work and their influence. And two, they all started out selling Cutco knives when they were younger. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Through hearing real-life stories and hands-on experiences, you'll gain insights that can help you in whatever it is that you do in life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I am deeply honored to have a fantastic guest today, Mr. Craig P. Stone. Craig sold Cutco back in the 1970s. It was a door-to-door model. Back then, he learned a lot of life skills and business skills that he'll share with you here today. And he has gone on to have an illustrious career that has included time in investment banking. He was the CEO of a company that was struggling when he was brought on and turned that company around. Uh, He's been heavily involved in real estate development in New York City, as well as in Italy. He is the founder and CEO of an international real estate firm called Stanton Wells & Stone. Also has a separate entertainment platform for media projects and has had his hand in a number of other things as well that maybe will come out as we talk today. Craig P. Stone, thanks so much for making time for the podcast. Ah, It's my pleasure. Fantastic. Well, I'm really grateful to have you here. I'd love to hear a little bit about your Cutco experience if you want to take us back to that time. 
How'd you get involved and, you know, what'd you learn during those days? Well, I got involved when I saw a little ad for salesmen. At that time, I was 16 years old. I guess you have to be a little bit older now to be a part of it. And I came to a little office and it just felt really good. There was a wonderful karma in the office. And Mm -hmm. this is my first job. So you can imagine I was was ready to go. And the people were very gracious at that time. So that's how I got there. Was this in the New York York City area at the time? It was in the Long Island area uh, outside of New York. And they said, hey, you don't have a license, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to teach you about the products. And then we're going to drop you off somewhere. And, you know, being at 16, you're just wondering what's happening. But it was just a very, I just felt very cool about it. So I had this huge thing, probably bigger than me. And they dropped me off in this area called Mutton Town, which is a very wealthy area. Uh-huh. And I took my little case, had no idea taking the theoretical to the practical, if you will. Right. And started knocking on doors. And of course, people were not overly excited to see me at first. (laughs) (laughs) But the great thing was, it, it was a game changer in my life. Because it taught me that Okay, we always can overcome a challenge and attain a goal. And there has to be a way, if these gentlemen and women are selling, that I can sell. Well, eventually, one day, as going into a house, the pots that I had fell down, fell over. And very embarrassed as a young man. And, but I realized they didn't have a dent in the pots. And I said, bingo. This is fantastic. (laughs) Pots don't have dents. There's innovation. Okay, let's bring that in. And then I realized one night that the shears or scissors could actually cut a penny. Right. I don't know if that's common today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a mainstay. And so I knew I had two incredible pieces of ammunition. So what happens when you have preparation? You get confidence. When you get confidence, you get results. And I started knocking on those doors, and I was not going to let that door close without them having an opportunity to not have me sell, but have them buy. And I would say to them, if you give me five minutes, I will change your world. Mm. And the children would come out, and I had the scissor and the penny. (laughs) (laughs) And that opened the door to this incredible opportunity to sell quality product. Right. So it was an enormously exciting experience that taught that about innovation. It taught me about energy and enthusiasm, how contagious is it is. Mm-hmm. It taught me about always go one step further. The great Edison who developed the light bulb in 1,093 patents. 
failed 10,000 times. But in the 10,001st time, it came up. So I would never skip a house. I would always go to the next house. And then I learned, boy, those fears could be minimized if I did the one, two, three thinking. And I thought to myself, after three, I'm going to get nervous or fearful. So what I decided is, up to three, I'm going in. Because after three, you're not going to do it. If you see the pretty girl or the handsome man and you want to go up to them, if you, you wait too long, you're not going to do it. And so reality taught me, okay, don't let it go to three. And that took a whole new course in my life. Through that, later on in life, I, as I've gotten to have the pleasure of meeting more and more people that I revere, I would see them on the street and I would go one, two, three, go over. Because if I didn't go over, I probably would lose an opportunity. And right. through that, I met a lot of opportunities and it was a wonderful, exciting experience. Awesome. Awesome. That's really cool to hear some of the things that you learned in terms of the energy and enthusiasm, taking action right away without letting you know fear build up and then of course just developing that ability to deal with uh rejection or you know small the small failures that uh people experience in cutco you know i, I think right. that the kids that work with us the the failures that they have are small in the big picture of life you know it's like having somebody reject them on a demo or not making a sale missing a goal those sorts of things they prepare us for dealing with much greater adversities later on and uh, it's cool that you had some of those experiences at a really well, young age. And I'll tell you, Dan, Elon Musk said, if you're not failing, you're not innovating. Right. And I've had thousands of failures. You have to have failures. Success does you no good. You don't learn from it. And the key to it is to continually try things and fail at them because that just shows you one way that doesn't work. Failure is good. Failure will make you successful. And it's the most exciting thing. If someone says no, turn it around. What does it mean? On, right? We try something else. We move forward. Mm -hmm. Great insight. Awesome. Every morning, I cut my English muffin with a cut cone knife. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth. It actually came from my grandmother had it than my mom and dad who have passed away. And every morning we still have those knives. Those are over decades. And I find it was such a wonderful thing because when I first started at Cutco, I would just go out and try the pitches to different people. Very important. And they would always buy something then. But we still have our Cutco knives in there for you can imagine, we're 2020. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> That's incredible. So after Cutco, you went to college, you went to University of New Hampshire. I believe you graduated in three years. Correct. And then tell us about the evolution of your career from that point. What were some of the, the high points? Well, I got involved with uh, Wall Street and had the privilege of being involved in different areas finally ending up in an area 
that uh, was well known at, with the company where basically small companies could take over big companies. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity stuck in my head that, well, if small companies can take over big companies, why can't small people get involved and create companies? And I decided I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And nobody knew what an entrepreneur was that day. <laughs> And it was almost like a bad thing. From that, I went on to do things that I love and were passionate. And I always tell young people, don't do something to make money. Do something so you can make something. And if you can make something, you'll always be successful. Mm. And I look for different opportunities. You have a list of things that uh, I went through, but I've had the opportunity to do things in different industries, which showed me and will show any of your audience that you can do anything. If you have a goal, you have a way to execute it and you're passionate. You can do incredible things because the audience will feel it. And actually, they did a study at Harvard where they had people pitching VCs and they finished where 100 people pitched very well-known VCs. And then they asked the VCs, why did you pick A, B, C, and D to be someone you'd finance? What was the product or service that got you interested? And they collectively said, it wasn't the product and it wasn't the service, but they could feel that in that person's body that was pitching, there was a commitment there that they could not fail. And that is absolutely the case. If you look at Loom, Joe was given $100 million basically and had to say nothing because they saw the person. They saw what was in the person. They saw the commitment. They saw the work ethic. Life is about a work ethic. There's that old thing of being smart. We'll agree to disagree. It's hard work. If you love what you're doing, it will resonate with anybody you're dealing with. Your point about uh, VCs or investors buying into founders, that's an interesting insight that I think people can, what they can learn from that is the idea that enthusiasm in what you're doing, conviction in what you're doing are all Absolutely. valuable. And then the role of sales skills also comes in because people look at how does somebody present themselves, right? How is their demeanor? How's their confidence, right? Are their words congruent with the way that they present themselves? And those are all valuable insights that I think people can learn through their selling experience. Tell me about the experience you had taking over a company as a CEO. It was struggling. There was 120 plus employees and you were able to turn that around. What were some well, insights? The, the, the great thing about success is it's not one person, it's a couple of people. And if you want to move fast, move alone. And if you want to move faster, move together. Mm -hmm. And the success that I've had with the six startups that I spearheaded and found were the first four people that I found were the reason it was successful. I was never the great person on the mantle. It was a collective effort. 
And in that point, I brought in three people and we sat down with 122 people and gave them the participative leadership to know that we're going to make this successful and broke it down our basic plan on our strategy and how we were going to do it. And this was not if we were going to win, but we were going to win. The great Vince Lombardi always said, you can't win some of the time, you win all of the time. And we, we all we both know that's not true, but that was the mentality. And if you inspire people and empower people and allow them to make mistakes, and collectively just have everybody on the same train track, it's an incredibly wonderful feeling. And it's all about helping people as well, all the way through my career. Yeah. You use the words participative leadership that you brought to that organization. I, I love that concept. It's definitely something that we try to implement full scale in a lot of our teams where we're gaining the insights of the group. And we're really trying to tap into the collective wisdom and getting more buy-in about the strategies because of that. Can you unpack that a little bit more and what that sure, means to sure. you? Sure, And especially in the pandemic, participative leadership has become a big part of, I think, what is the key to make companies successful rather than it coming from the top. I think that's changed where there's great ideas and great information from the bottom. And if we allow everybody to collectively get involved and have their opinions heard and their strategies heard, as I tell everybody globally, there's never a stupid question or a stupid idea. Some of the greatest stupid moronic ideas have been ideas where, wow, we could take this in a different direction. That's visionary. Mm-hmm. And in that point, I think moving forward in this pandemic and post-pandemic, participative leadership will be one of the great keys to moving forward to have the input of the employees and from bottom to top. Yeah, I, I love hearing that. I mean, this is just a time of such a great need for innovation and change. And those things happen much more rapidly when everybody is a part of that process and bringing ideas. And I love your insight about just being open to any idea and, you know, let's put things on the table and let's talk about it and let's not be afraid to share what's on our mind or how we're feeling. Like this is all part of how evolution works, both in business and for us personally. And, and I really respect that. That's a great insight. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Dan, it's really interesting because a lot of your audience probably is interested in the pandemic and what's going on. And that's really what's going to happen. And, and, and we can all agree to disagree. But in my view, you're going to see the creative thinker. You're going to see the person who's an innovator, the programmer. I see less because everything is being spit out in the financial and technical platforms. What you're going to see now are people coming up with not thinking, but imagination, the imagination to create, because this is an incredible opportunity. Now we're going through this epiphany where it's going to be incredible where we have the creative people and the people that think out of the box that's going to change 
what happens in the future in my belief yeah what uh what elements of the current business evolution that you know that you see happening right now during this pandemic do you foresee being a part of you know the quote new normal of the future well this is the new normal of the really to be honest we are going to be remote for a long time in my view going to the office is going to be more um, for a special type of thing, maybe conferences or to meet a special client. I see things changing so dramatically. Business travel basically stopping. Thank God you know, we don't have to travel every couple of days globally. I see email and I am taking place of a lot of meetings. The opportunities for virtual conferencing to just be very natural as we come up and develop a strength virtually. So many wonderful things that will help us grow in the context of finding uh, our centers, which is relaxation, uh, meditation, mindfulness, habits that we can develop in the morning and night that will change our whole facility to move forward. We were privileged to develop two large buildings in New York. We had no idea what we were doing. Again, to your young people, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to have all your wars in the waters. You don't have to have every question there. Mm -hmm. You don't know what answer. Tell somebody you'll get back. Be honest with them. It's important. Force yourself to keep moving forward was we do real estate and finance we are able to cut costs now with not having the large offices all over the world this is an extraordinary time and this pandemic with all due respect to the 130,000 people that have died even one person dying is unacceptable 100,000 small companies going under i have been and my colleagues in my firms, and I say this with all due respect, are the most excited we've ever been in our lives. This is a time where things can level out, where we can, the small guy can start competing with the big guy with the right ideas. People are starting to adjust to the new world. The pandemic is bringing about a lot of really wonderful positives in the context of us collectively working together, sharing information, and in that context, being able to grow. Yeah, that really resonates. A lot of what you just shared are things that we're certainly seeing evolving in in our own Cutco Vector community. And it's cool to hear someone with your experience and your wisdom sort of echoing a lot of the trends that, uh, that we're beginning to really participate in and buy and implement. Now, your bio, Craig, states that your goal is to change people's lives by showing them what you call Stone's Steps to Success. Obviously, I resonate with this you know, aspiration to change people's lives. It's what we really hope to do here in, in Cutco and Vector. Can you share a little bit of uh, Stone's Steps to Success with sure, us? Sure, sure. The first one that I would say, and one that, and I try in podcasts and wherever I'm interviewed to 
have my audience or the audience, your audience, take at least one or two things away. And this is one thing you should take away. It's not what we say and it's not what we do, but it's how we make that other person feel. Mm -hmm. So think about that when we're selling, because we're not really selling, are we? We're really having people buy. So to learn what influences somebody, you have to learn what influences them. And in that regard, if you work on that paradigm, how can I make that person feel better? People mm-hmm. want to hear positive. People want to hear upbeat kinds of information. At the right. end of every e- email, I want your audience to consider something and say that to their client, have a powerful day. Now, if you say that to your client, not many people are saying that to your client, but powerful is an important word. Words are powerful. Passionate is powerful. Think about that. Quotes are powerful. So when you give a quote to somebody, they're either going to say, wow, or can I write that down? It's not the odds that kill you, but the spirit that dies if you're not able to fight those odds. Mm. Quotes resonate, and I suggest to your audience to have a couple of quotes that they like, and it will resonate with their potential buyers. Yeah, the idea that quotes resonate, one of the guests that I've had on the podcast talks about the importance of mantras in leadership and just just trying to think about like what do we want our people to think what are some of the beliefs or ideas we want to ingrain and how can we bring those how can we bring repetition to those ideas through the use of mantras and quotes as you would as you refer to it's a very important point you bring and a mantra what every person at cutco should learn and every employee of mine has learned every client is to learn meditation. It's a mantra, with a mantra. In the morning and in the night, it will change your life. If you're doing 30 seconds to get into your mantra, into your meditation, 20 minutes of your meditation and three minutes out, meditation will change your life. There's certainly a lot of uh, the leaders who have been in Vector and are in Cutco and are doing other things now that promote these concepts of mindfulness and and uh, the value of meditation and routines and things like that. So that's an idea that I know people have heard that they can definitely take and implement. What other steps to success are forefront in your mind, Craig? We have to realize that we have between 12,000 and 50,000 thoughts a day. And 70% of those thoughts are negative. Mm. So if we are able to control our thoughts, we control our destiny. It's a very powerful thing. By controlling our thoughts, sometimes perhaps you, me, your audience has just gone from thought to thought to thought to thought. But if we are able to control our thoughts, then we are able to control our destiny and change the world. Mm. And so, again, little things make a powerful difference 
in that context, if you will. Yeah, that's just a great insight about just our ability to control our thoughts. It's so important for, I think, people to be able to take any experience that they might perceive as being negative and quickly redirect their thinking to, right, what are the lessons? What is the gift? What do I do now? Who can I seek for help? How do I move forward, right? Versus that's wallowing. That's a really important point. Yeah, yeah, that's a really important point where the, a negative is a positive to me. And as you get older, like myself, you like the negatives because it's helping you, okay, this is the direction to go on. This is the direction we're going to do. And you brought up a great point, which is, Talk to mentors, talk to people that have been successful. If you're not sure about something, ask somebody about it. They may have an answer to it or have been through it, especially some of your senior members or someone like yourself. Craig, some great insights. Can we talk a little bit about how you got into movie and TV production? This is pretty uh, fascinating. How does a, um, how does a guy in investment banking and real estate development suddenly uh, pivot over to? Uh, to work with uh, people in Hollywood. Well, and for your audience, that's an important thing for them to realize that they can pivot anywhere. And that's what education, you can get 400 online courses at Harvard now. You can pivot, you can build your strengths. And a co-partner and I came up with this idea of what would you risk your life for? We were very much involved in the whaling in uh, Antarctica, and two, we sent up two ships up there to Antarctica where they killed these whales. Each whale is worth a million dollars to the Japanese. And actually, 95% of the Japanese don't eat whales, so it's ironic. But we knocked on hundreds of doors, like I did at Cutco, like I did throughout my life, to raise whatever. And we got the documentary at the edge of the world made and they were kind enough to give us 12 international awards, which was a team effort. It was a big team effort. And then it became Whale Wars, an animal planet. I don't know if uh, people watched that at all. I did. Uh, thank you so much. And then we produced a show called The World Away about Warner Von Braun the gentleman, uh, the German person who worked in the Nazi aircraft missile department and was brought over to head up NASA. And NASA was very kind to work with us on that. We finally did something with someone you'll know, I'm sure, Coach Bob Knight. Yeah, night uh, school. Night school, exactly. And we worked with one of the smartest, most decent, down-to-earth, kindest people you'd ever meet, really totally away from what you see, but it's not uncommon when you look at a lot of the great champions of the world, they are so focused on winning, everything else is secondary. Interesting. So you got that chance to see an inside look into what Bob Knight was really like and worked on that project. That was with ESPN, right? Night Correct. School was on Actually, ESPN. Actually, they had the, the highest uh, ratings at the time, and it was uh, a great pleasure. It's always a pleasure to work with people you revere. Yeah. And at the edge of the world and whale wars, those began out of a passion you had for environmentalism, Correct. protecting the whales from this unnecessary industry that the Japanese were perpetuating. So, Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. But all the credit really goes to the people that are on the ships and the people that risk their lives. 
Yeah. Yeah. I do remember watching quite a few episodes of that and was always fascinated with uh, the lengths that people were taking to uh, defend something that they felt was worth defending. It was, it was admirable and it was pretty cool to watch. It's a wonderful point you made. Yeah. I'm fascinated by something else that's in your bio that we haven't talked about yet. So I happen to be somewhat of a poker aficionado. Uh, I discovered the game 16, 17 years ago or so, and I've had some pretty reasonable success as a pure amateur, of course. But uh, during that time, I've met Phil Helmuth, and I've become friends with Phil Helmuth. He lives here near where I live, and he's arguably the most famous poker player in the world. And I know that you have connected with Phil, and you guys created a partnership to manage some top poker players. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It was a wonderful experience. We got involved, or I got involved with poker, where at one time you were able to back certain players. Um, yeah. So certainly Phil didn't need any backing, of course. But we got to know each other, and I love characters, and I found Phil to be just a really interesting person with a great heart. And, Indeed. Uh, Exactly. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that. And so we discussed getting the, the top 100 players together and see if we could sort of set up a union where we would manage them. And to make a long story short, that happened in, I think it was 2003 or so. So we would go to G&Q and see if uh, they would like someone to come in and do whatever and so we would get them their little sponsorships if you will and it was always very funny to me because poker players are a unique group <laughs> as, as you know and unique people to follow and sometimes somebody would be requested and as you know some of the big players names i'll leave out but to get them to the right place at the right time was always a challenge, if you will, but it, it really was a wonderful experience in getting to know someone that I revered from a distance as a 10-time bracelet winner. 15 now. 15, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize that, wow, please give him my love. And <laughs> he, we just had a wonderful experience. And that's what I think business is all about, isn't it? Really creating that wonderful partnership with people you enjoy and maybe add something to what you're doing. Actually, we, we went to, uh, to Hollywood, uh, Phil and I, uh, to try to market him for some programs and met with GSN and Sony. And it was really uh, very exciting. Yeah. Wow. So you've Managed these poker players. You've had movie and TV production, real estate development, been a CEO, part of multiple startups. Just such a wide range of experiences, Craig. Um, I feel like you know the audience that's going to be listening. A lot of young Cutco people. Many of them would aspire to be able to have a, a career arc that's similar to yours where they get their hands in different things and they experience successes and failures and grow and learn and overall have this really, really great career and great life. What other words of wisdom do you feel like you'd want to share with that audience that you might leave them with here today? Well, I would say go for it. 
and don't be afraid. And we live one moment and then it's gone. And every moment gets shorter and shorter. And things like a pandemic can come in and make it even shorter. And to go for your passion and don't let anyone say no to you. You can do anything you want to do. And if you don't have the skill set, you can find someone that does. But go for the gusto. Love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Love what you're doing. Love what you're selling. Love what you're involved with. And I guarantee you, whether it's tomorrow, a year from now, 10 years from now, whether you take small steps or big steps, you can attain what you want. Yeah, absolutely. What most inspires you about the future, Craig? Most inspired because I think in the next 10 years, we're going to see a hundred companies that are now in basements being developed that will change the world. And as you and I are both interested in, in helping people and changing the world, I think this is an exciting time where, where people are reinventing themselves and the opportunity to really create your own destiny is happening now. I meet with people a couple of times a week that try and do such do startups and whatever, and I'm blown away. This is the future is going to be incredible. We should be excited about it. Yes, there is this terrible COVID-19, but yes, there is this opportunity to do the impossible if you can see the possible. Indeed, indeed. I think about the people who were around in America at the start of the Industrial Revolution had this just amazing opportunity that was ahead they didn't realize similar to like the tech revolution right the people that got into tech right in the early days like they were at the right place at the right time and i think that concept can apply to so many young people today who are just getting into the business world there's going to be incredible opportunity ahead incredible innovation ahead and the people with the right skills and the right mindsets they are going to be the ones that are going to capitalize on those opportunities. And it's going to be an exciting, it's going to be an exciting ride. For all it's, of it's going to be very exciting. And again, you hit a great point. It's about your mindset. Be positive, be optimistic, and you don't have to look at the news. If it's something bad, you're certainly going to hear about it. Keep moving forward. Keep continually. If you fall, fall forward. The key is the, the opportunity is bigger than it's ever been. And I truly, truly believe that. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, uh, Craig, I want to be totally respectful of your time. I really appreciate you making some time today for the uh, Cutco Vector audience. It's great to be able to get to know you a little bit. Great to hear some of your wisdom. Much respect to you for all of what you've done and for sharing your insights with our audience today. Thanks so much. Oh, it's been a great pleasure and a great pleasure getting to know you and great luck to your audience. They have a limitless future. All right. Thanks, Craig. Take care now. Craig P. Stone, everyone. He mentioned that selling Cutco was a game changer in his life. And right in that section, he used the words theoretical to practical, right? Taking the theoretical of teachings and concepts and sort of academic skills that we all gain or learn 
and turning that into practical, right? Actual practical applications. That's one of the great things that happens when people are involved in sales, particularly when people work in Cutco and Vector, is they have a chance to take all the theoretical knowledge that they're gaining, but put it into practice and actually produce results and see what works. That was an awesome insight. I really liked how when Craig was in finance, he learned the concept that investors, venture capitalists, they really buy into the person, the founders, the team, that that's a huge part of what people buy into. And it's so important to develop skills in presentation, to develop confidence, to have conviction in what we're doing or what we're selling. Those are all key elements of success. When Craig got into real estate development, he said he started without knowing everything, right? That he was able to build his strengths, to focus on continuing to move forward, to fail forward. He said there was some really good insights in there that I thought were valuable. I liked where he talked about how it's not what we say or what we do, but how we make people feel that is so important in leading others and influencing others. How we make people feel. One of the most critical of all life skills is empathy. Are you able to turn around and put yourself in the place of your customer or in the place of the person you're attempting to influence and understand how they are perceiving what you are saying, how they are feeling in the moment? And think specifically about how you want to make people feel, right? What do you want a customer thinking or feeling as you're presenting the product to them? What do you want a person working for you thinking or feeling as you're inspiring them to set and achieve a specific goal? And beginning to understand that, develop that empathy is a real key to honing one's skills of influence. Craig said, quotes resonate. Quotes resonate. And I talked about the idea of mantras. Check out the podcast episode with Isaac Tolpin for some great ideas about how to build culture by using mantras. These are things that help influence how other people feel. Also, Craig talked about meditation with a mantra. That affects how we are feeling. It's helping to learn control our own thoughts. He said we have twelve to 15,000 thoughts a day and 70% of them are negative for most people. Well, we can begin to control that and turn that around a little bit through the use of phrases, affirmations, mantras, different concepts like that begin to help us to quickly adapt a negative thought and turn it into the corresponding positive the lesson, the insight, the gift that came from that thought or that situation. Really important stuff right there for you to take in and think about. I really was grateful to hear Craig talk about how he and his colleagues are truly excited right now, and they see lots of opportunity in the road ahead. And I think that's an inspiring thing to leave on today that you know we are at the cusp of a whole new era of innovation and change and development. And there's going to be great opportunities ahead for the people who have the skills to succeed and have the mindset to be able to put those skills into action and move through failures and challenges 
to ultimately reach the success that they want. I'll leave you in honor of Craig P. Stone with this phrase, have a powerful day. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of Changing Lives, Selling Knives, please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. For access to guest bios, show notes, and other resources, visit changinglivespodcast.com. You can sign up there to receive valuable resources for free from people featured on the podcast. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.